Magneto Funky, Walkabout, number 11. It's Friday, March 25th, 2022. Yeah, Larry here. This week, I work out the specs of my low-profile stealth camping tarp tents. And I give an entirely subjective review of the 12-in-1 survival kit that arrived last week. The music is another short set of new tunes that hit my inbox in the last 10 days. A mix of experimental, post-punk, and electronic.
Okay, that was Porcelain, a dramatic soundscape by Principe Valiente, a Swedish post-punksters outfit. Uh, it's from the new album Barricades on Metropolis Records, released March 18th. Okay, this is a laid-back and often explicit, you bet your ass, a personal journal of extremely eclectic music and progressive politics with a focus on mobile energy independence and creative West Coast wanderlust. My pod page is 1223studios.com slash mwalk.h. The Twitter is at MagnetoFunky. And while I still have a Facebook account up, hey, I don't go to the thing every day, the page is facebook.com slash larry.winfield.967. Okay, the itinerary this time is another baby step in my bike nomad prep. Now I know all this pre-touring stuff is no match for bloggers actually out touring, and frankly I'm jealous of all of the bike packers hitting the road now, cause spring is here, but my adventure through dental and vision season will last until fall. At least that's the all clear target I'm shooting for. So, if the nerdy bike nomad stuff is too lame, just skip ahead to the music. Till I start actually practice riding. So, while slowly checking bike trails and routes in the Bay Area with the Google Maps satellite view, I considered the Tarp Condo, which is actually too big for stealth, as in a little over 5 feet tall, too high for low profile. So would one tarp do? Well, I spent a whole day trying to mentally fit the bike trailer and bivy under a single 10 by 12 foot fully enclosed tarp. I mocked up a piece of tent space to guess the floor width, uh, put the wheels on the trailer, extended the hitch and took a few measurements. I imagined the bike on a ground tarp behind the trailer, then parked upright next to it. In the upright version, the tarp looks more pallet cover, less tent. The bike and trailer make a shape five feet long, three and a half feet wide, and three and a half feet high. A round up half a foot width and height, and a 12 by 13 foot tarp would just barely reach the ground to be staked. So tarp condo, now stealth needs its own tarp. Okay, an ideal size, to give more space to the bivy area would be uh, 16 by 16. There are tarps that size, but not in camo. Uh, the closest sizes in the local hardware stores is 12 by 16 and 16 by 20, both woodland and desert style. The 12 16 size would be tight, but enclosable. An inline arrangement with a footprint of roughly four by 11 feet. A 16 by 20 tarp is just overkill, but either size would only take about 5 minutes to set up using 8 to 10 tent stakes. Uh, the other scenario is bikepacking style without the trailer, like a practice ride to Half Moon Bay where I'll be looking for some spots between here and there. 
In that case, I carried the tarp condo for the booked hikerbiker site and used an 8x10 camo for stealth and whipped the handlebars and the PVC stand that keeps the bivy screen off my head as tent poles. That would be extremely low profile. Now, where to pack that extra tarp? Uh, it would barely fit in a pannier and not in my light backpack. Uh, the only place would be tied down on top of the trunk bag. Now, this is also part of the practice because, frankly, none of the local campsites like Half Moon Bay are more than a day away. The next issue is the time it'll take to roll the bedding and whichever tarp I'm using back up in the morning. Uh, the day I took the tarps to the local park last year, it took like 10 minutes to do each one because it was a breezy day. Well, okay, uh, as long as I wake up before daybreak, say 5 o'clock, it shouldn't matter. I could take a leisurely 15 to 20 minutes to roll everything up right, admire the sunrise, and take that post-camp picture before going. Okay, so what's left? Uh, the ground tarp. Okay, should be 9 by 6. Uh, heavy duty should be fine. And now where am I going to put that sucker? I might also need some knee pads to work faster inside the space. And pack a microfiber towel to wipe off the morning dew as I roll the tarp up. And where the hell is that going to go? <laughs> okay, back to the stage with two new submitted songs that just came in. First up is Animal Reactor by Paradox Obscure, the Athens-Greece-based dark electronic duo of Toxic Razor and Crystal Ann. Uh, this is the first official video from their fifth studio album, Morphogenesis, which will be released by Metropolis Records uh, May 6th. And the video was directed by Sheng Yang Su.
Okay, closing the set with Nightingale by Legendary Pink Dots, an Anglo-Dutch experimental rock band formed in London in August 1980. Uh, They moved to Amsterdam four years later, and since then played with rotating musicians around core members, uh, singer-songwriter, keyboardist Edward Caspel, and keyboardist Phil Knight. Uh, The song is from the new album, The Museum of Human Happiness, also on Metropolis Records. Now 
Okay, the log this week looks at the survival kit somebody sent me last week. Uh, first, an opening caveat. I normally wouldn't buy something like this. I'd buy individual tools or use what I already have. But I'll admit, some of these items are things I might have to buy on the road after needing them. And still, why anonymously? I doubt now the company sent it for a review because I've still got no email announcement. So I'm guessing a listener or an angel sent it. And that's enough looking the gift horse in the mouth. Uh, the bike shop page has pics of all the individual items. You can follow along there. If you really need a video review, they're on YouTube. Uh, first, the waterproof case. It looks sturdy enough for plastic and it isn't likely to pop open if dropped. What's on top is an emergency blanket. Uh, this was far down on my extended shopping list, but nice to have. Uh, this one is four feet three inches by six feet ten and a half inches. Uh, big enough to wrap yourself in, but that's about it. Next, a bottle holder, which is limited to only some bottle shapes. Uh, on a belt clip. I have enough bottle storage right now, otherwise I don't have an immediate use for it. A paracord wrist strap with a tiny compass and a mini fire starter built into the clip. It's fine as an outdoors doohickey, but that compass is tiny and I already have one, uh, not counting a phone app if I needed. Okay, next a tactical mini flashlight. Uh, takes one AA battery. It doesn't throw a strong light, but it has a strobe and would be fine inside a tent with a red filter. Uh, we have a tactical pen with a window breaker tip included. Uh, it's black ink and the large clip would be more likely I would be using this thing. Uh, one of the major advertised features of this kit is a survival knife. It has a nice feel, nice big belt clip. It's fine for general campsite use, but it has a folding blade. I mean, if I were in a genuine survival situation, I would much rather have a fixed blade full tang knife, something like a K-bar or other military tactical knife. But I'm not riding into grizzly bear territory, so, you know, this will do. A welcome item is a full-size fire starter and striker. It works very well and something else on my eventual shopping list. Now we have another major tool from the kit, a metal spork plus a knife in the handle. Uh, a replacement for the plastic spork that came from a fried rice takeout order. Okay, next a telescoping aluminum straw, a pocket bellows, 
for helping start a fire in adverse conditions. Uh, good to have if I'm actually trying to start a campfire and not using my alcohol stoves. Okay, and here we have a card-sized multi-tool whose components are often too small to use easily. This is not a thing that I would buy. Something else I wouldn't buy separately, a fishing line with hook and a piece of plastic bait. If I wanted to fish, I'd have a pocket fisherman already. I won't even carry this because a park ranger or county mountie could screw at me on the road just for having this thing without a fishing license. And yeah, a California state fishing license is only $54. But I'm not going to set up to fish without including hunting. No, I'm not doing that either. And finally, we have another welcome tool. A portable chain-type saw. Uh, I plan to carry the portable carbide rod saw I got for sculpture class. And I might still carry it to cut stone. But this tool is excellent for general use. Uh, this kit averages around 40 bucks. My overall grade for it is B to B plus. But hey, your mileage may vary. Okay, this week's one more tune. Uh, we close out with Leaving Earth, a dreamlike electronic ambient piece by Deep Space a.k.a. Brisbane, Australia-based ambient musician Mirko Ruckles. It's from the album Super Radiance, his 12th studio album, and the first on Project Records. Nice.
Well, okay. Hey, this show is a 1223 Studios joint. Uh, the show feed links still have Stitcher and iHeart pending. Anyway, show notes and band links are on the pod page. Send email to mfunkyzine at gmail.com. If you like the show, hey, subscribe. Tell your friends, it's still weekly. And... As the Russian assault on Ukraine gets bogged down and pundits keep looking for an appeasing way for Putin to save face, declare victory and go home, they won't admit that we're not sliding towards World War III. We're already there. In fact, every armed conflict on the planet where a so-called major nuclear power has local chess pieces in play is part of World War III, including Yemen Burma, Hong Kong, and Taiwan. Just like a tree falling in the woods don't need you to validate the sound, the indifference of the corporate media doesn't eliminate the global effects, which are as bad as a nuclear incident from an increasingly cornered Vlad. But we're not so much focused on that this week, because we just had the confirmation hearings for Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson which the rabid sedition party surprised no one in participating in the closest they'll ever get to tying a black woman to a whipping post and acting out their supremely superior malignant plantation fantasies. No, the snatches of audio I caught here and there is convincing proof that we should stop referring to these skid marks as white supremacists. There's nothing supremely superior about retrograde assholes who need to cheat, steal, and kill to maintain an artificial advantage that's slowly petering out. Instead, call them white narcissists, full of grievance, red hats worshipping white gangster autocrats, itching to implement their own final solution if they ever regain total power, because they know it'll be the last goddamn time. Yeah, they're also part of World War III. And fuck all of them. Whip that whipping post dipped in shit. Show themes, acid trumpet, and backed vibes by New York musician and composer Kevin McLeod. Bike Bell Number no. 3 by CDRK. Found at freesound.org. The next episode will try for April the 1st. I'm Larry. Still trying hard to stay chill and free of the latest wave of COVID at my Garrett in the Mission, still in San Francisco, working to get on the road and off the grid.